Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. I'm so glad that I can spend time with you in this teaching. I believe that the Lord loves you so much, and He wants to use you in this generation to be the blessing to His church and to people around the world. The Holy Spirit works in my heart to share the Word of God with you, so that you will be spiritually mature, effective, and fruitful for the kingdom of God. He wants you to become more like Jesus Christ, and you live a life that gives honor and glory to Him. I believe that you love the Lord so much, and you want to please Him, and you want to give Him all the glory and honor. We would like to follow the footstep of the Lord Jesus, and we would like to become more like Him in our daily life and in our life of service. I would like to continue to talk about being generous. Being generous is a character of the Lord. Let us pray, Father. We thank you so much, Lord, that today. You will speak to us, and you will show us your will, your way, your truth. We believe your truth will make us free, and as we are a doer of the word of God, we shall have victory, and we will see the fruitfulness in life, and you get all the glory, Father. We ask your Holy Spirit to be our teacher. Your Holy Spirit to can speak to your people more than what I know and what I say. We thank you, Father. We commit this time to you in Jesus' name. Amen. We are God's disciple. We are the servant of the Lord. We are born again believers. Therefore, we should follow the way of the Lord. Our God is a generous God. Our heavenly Father is very generous. He has given us oxygen to breathe, water to drink. Many kinds of flowers and fruits and animals for us to enjoy, and the most important evidence of His generosity is that He gave His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to us as the Savior, as the Healer, as the Prince of Peace. John chapter three verse sixteen, the Bible say, "For God so loves the world, so much." That he gave his one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. The Bible say clearly that the generous soul will be made rich. In Proverbs chapter eleven verse twenty-five, the generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. You reap what you sow. As God's children, and Jesus' disciple, and God's servant, we need to follow His way, so that we can be prosperous in doing God's work. God's servant, who was used by Him powerfully in the Bible, had a big heart or a generous soul. We're gonna see a few example in the Bible. Those who have been used by God. In the Old Testament, Abraham was a very generous man. Abraham had faith in God, 
and he was generous to his nephew Lot. He let Lot choose the land first. He said to Lot, "Please separate from me. If you take the left, then I will go to the right, or if you go to the right, then I will go to the left." Wow, Abraham, or Abraham, was very generous. That's why God blessed him so much with the blessing of Abraham. Jesus took the curse from our life, and He offered to us the blessing of Abraham. The key to be blessed by God, or to be prosperous by the hand of God, is to have faith and to be generous. People who have faith are generous because they trust that God will take care of them no matter what, as they obey Him. Genesis chapter 13 verse 2: Abraham was very rich in livestock, in silver and gold. You see. Abraham was very rich because he was a man of faith, and he has a big heart. Usually, faith and generosity always come together. People who have faith have a big heart to show love, to help other people, to give to other people. But people who have fear usually have a small heart, and they don't want to share with anybody. In Genesis chapter 13, verses 5 to 12, Lot also. Who went with Abraham had flocks and herds and tents. Now the land was not able to support them, that they might dwell together. So their possessions were so great that they could not dwell together, and there was strife between the herdmen of Abraham's livestock and the herdmen of Lot's livestock. The Canaanites and the Perizzites then dwelt in the land. So Abraham said to Lot, "Please let there be no strife between you and me, my brother and sister. We should love to promote peace, not strife, and between my herdmen and your herdmen, for we are brethren. Is not the whole land before you? Please separate from me. If you take the left, then I will go to the right, or if you go to the right, then I will go to the left." And Lot. Lifted his eyes and saw all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, like the garden of the Lord. Wow, that land looks so awesome! Looks so attractive to go, to dwell there, to live there, to put your family there, like the land of Egypt as you go toward Zoar. Then Lot chose. For himself, all the plain of Jordan, a lot journey east, and they separated from each other. Abraham dwelt in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain and pitched his tent even as far as Sodom. We can see here that Abraham was so kind and generous and full of faith. He believed in his heart that. If he follow God with faith and with faithfulness, the Lord will bless him no matter where he was. He was so generous to his nephew Lot, and he said, "Lot, you know, you choose first. Whatever you like, I give to you." In fact, Abraham was older. Abraham could have used authority to say, "Hey, I have the right to choose the good land first, 
and you choose the other one. I choose the best one. But Abraham did not think that way. He allowed Lot to choose the plain of Jordan. But you know the whole story. Later on, Lot was in trouble because God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. He had to run out with his family from Sodom and Gomorrah, and his wife passed away. But God continued to bless Abraham, my brother and sister. If God is for you, who can come against you? If you live for God, who is your source? Who is your provider? And you have faith in Him. You are willing to be generous and to be a giver to other people. God is going to take care of you as you walk by faith and serve Him. This is a good example of the story of a man who had faith and generosity. Another man in the Bible, his name was Joseph. Joseph was generous to his parents and brothers, even though his brothers had mistreated him. Joseph was having a hard time because his brothers were jealous of him, sold him to be slave. Wow, he was moved to Egypt to be a slave there. But because of his heart of faith, because he was so faithful to God, he did not want to sin against God. He loved his brothers and his parents. He forgave them, even though they had mistreated him and persecuted him. But he was so nice and so loving and so given to them. Genesis chapter 45 verses 9 to 12. Hurry, go up to my father. Joseph was talking to his brothers and say to him, "Thus say your son Joseph, God had made me lord of all Egypt. Come down to me and do not tarry." You can see that God put a great blessing and success on Joseph. Because he was a man of faith, he did not want to sin against God. He forgave his brothers, and he was hardworking. He really faithful to his boss, to his leader Pharaoh. So God lifted him up to be the prime minister of Egypt. He became a wealthy man and very influential man in that generation in a very big land. Verse 10, You shall do well in the land of Goshen, and you shall be near to me. You and your children, your children's children, your flocks and your herds, and all that you have, there I will provide for you, lest you and your household and all that you have come to poverty, for there are still five years of famine. God gave the prophecy to the. People in that time that there would be seven years of famine for five more years left, more than half. And Joseph was so generous to his brothers; he gave beautiful land, the land of Goshen, to them to live in. Verse 12. And behold, your eyes and the eyes of my brother Benjamin see that it is my mouth that speaks to you. We want to follow this kind of good example, Abraham. Joseph, they were men of faith. They love God. They repent easily, and they want to obey God. And one of the characteristic of godly men in the Bible was that they had a big heart. They were generous to their relative, to their friends, and to people around them. 
I want to give you another example of a man in the Bible. David was generous to his men as well. Let's read the story about his generosity in 1 Samuel chapter 30, verses 1 to 10. Three days later, when David and his men arrived home at their town of Siglag, they found that the Amalekites had made a raid into the Negev and Siglag. They had crushed Siglag and burned it to the ground. They had carried off the woman and the children and everyone else but without killing anyone. When David and his men saw the ruins and realized what had happened to their families, they wept until they could weep no more. David's two wives, Ahinoam from Jezreel and Abigail, the widow of Nabal from Carmel, were among those captured. David was now in great danger because all his men were very bitter about losing their sons and daughters and they began to talk of stoning him. Wow, his men were thinking about persecuting the boss. David, they were mad at him. Actually, it was not his fault. You can see that if you were David, you might have revenge and retaliate the men. But, listen carefully, but David was a man of faith. David feared God. David really has a generous heart and have a heart of faith. You can see the faith and generosity come together. But David found strength in the Lord his God. David did not look at the circumstance. David was not bothered by the comments and the attitudes of his men. He kept his eyes on the Lord. He received the strength and the grace from God. Wow, this man, I love this story. I want to be like David, a man who finds strength in the Lord my God. Then he said in verse 7 to Abiathar, the priest, bring me the ephod. So Abiathar brought it. Then David asked the Lord, should I chase after this band of raiders? Will I catch them? And the Lord told him, the Lord gave him prophecy. Yes, go after them. You will surely recover everything that was taken from you. So David and his 600 men set out and they came to the brook of Bezor. But 200 of the men were too exhausted to cross the brook. So David continued the pursuit with 400 men. So he went out with 600 men. But the 200 said, oh, we are too tired. We could not go. Could you please let us stay? And David was a very gracious leader. He said, that's okay. 400 people will come with me instead of 600 people. And look at what happened in this story. A wonderful story. 1 Samuel chapter 30, verses 17 to 24. David and his men rushed in among them and slaughtered them throughout that night and the entire next day until evening. None of the Amalekites escaped except 400 young men who fled on Carmel's. David got back everything. Wow. God gave him restoration. He recovered everything. Everyone say, recovered everything. God blessed David with victory, restoration, and recovery of everything because he was a man of great heart, big heart of faith. 
big heart of love and generosity. Look at how he show a generous heart to his men who did not even go with him. David got back everything the Amalekites had taken, and he rescued his two wives. Thank God, nothing was missing, small or great, son or daughter, nor anything else that had been taken. David brought everything back. He also recovered all the flocks and herds, and his men drove them ahead of the other livestock. This plunder belongs to David. They said, actually, David should have all of them in his belongings because he was the head. He was a leader. He had the right to keep everything under his hand. But look at verse 21. Then David returned to the brook Bezor and met up with the 200 men. Who had been left behind because they were too exhausted to go with him, they went out to meet David and his men, and David greeted them joyfully. You notice that David did not have a long face. David did not complain. David did not say, "Hey, your guy, you did not come with me. You're bad people. Hey, get out of here. I come back with 400 men who had victory. Wow, get out of here." No, he greeted them joyfully. He was a man of love. He was a man who loved God and loved people. I like that. I want to be that kind of pastor too. But some evil troublemakers among David's men said, "They did not go with us, so they cannot have any of the plunder we recover. Give them their wife and children, and tell them to be gone." <laughs> But look at verse 23. David said, "No, my brothers, don't be selfish with what the Lord has." Given us, he has kept us safe and helped us defeat the band of raiders that attacked us. Who will listen when you talk like this? We share and share alike. Those who go to the battle and those who guard the equipment. David was so generous. He gave and shared everything he got from the enemy with everybody. The 400 men who went with him, and also the 200 men who did not go with him, he was so fair and generous to everybody. I like this story. I like to be this kind of leader in the body of Christ. I want to be generous to God's people. God give me anointing. I want to share the anointing. I want to be generous in laying on of hand, giving the anointing to people. God give me. The Bible knowledge. I want to share the Bible knowledge with all of you and people in the world for free of charge. God give me finances. God let me become a neurosurgeon. So I want to use that money to bless people. I want to be a generous leader, a generous disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, like King David. King David was called by God, a man after God's own heart. What kind of heart God had? The heart of faith. The heart of love and the heart of generosity, grace and compassion and mercy. We should go after God's own heart to have faith, love, generosity, grace, mercy to people around us, people over us, and people around us, and people under us. David was so generous, not only to God's people or to his men and his followers and family. He was very generous to the Lord as well. You know, when you are generous, you're generous to God, 
and to people around you, even sometimes to strangers. First Chronicles chapter 29 verses 1 to 18, David wanted to give free will offering to the Lord to build the beautiful temple, very expensive temple in that generation. He was not the man who was going to build the temple. His son Solomon was going to build the temple. But David prepared all the materials and finances to build the temple. In the same way today, we should use our time, energy, ability, gifts, and finances to build the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. We make disciples, we preach the gospel, we bring people to the kingdom, we build the church building, and we try to help people to grow, to become the spiritual temple of God. The Bible says, Furthermore, King David said to all the assembly, My son Solomon, whom alone God has chosen, is young and inexperienced, and the work is great, because the temple is not for man, but for the Lord God. Now for the house of my God, I have prepared with all my might gold for things to be made of gold, silver for things of silver, bronze for things of bronze, iron for things of iron, wood for things of wood, onyx, stone, stone to be set, glistening stones of various colors, all kinds of precious stones, and marble slabs in abundance. Moreover, because I have set my affection on the house of my God. I hope that you have the heart of King David, the heart of faith, the heart of love, the heart of generosity, that you love the church. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. So because you love the church of God, you have affection on the church of God. You can say like King David, he said, I have given to the house of my God over and above all that I have prepared for the holy house my own special treasure of gold and silver, 3,000 talents of gold and of the gold of Ophir and 7,000 talents of refined silver to overlay the walls of the houses, the gold of things of gold and silver for things of silver and for all things of work to be done by the hands of craftsmen. Who then is willing to consecrate himself this day to the Lord? Then the leaders of the fathers' houses, leaders of the tribes of Israel, the captains of thousands and of hundreds, with the officer over king's work, offer willingly. Everyone say willingly. You know, they see that their leader, King David, was very generous and give to the Lord with a willing heart. They follow the pattern and the spirit of their leadership. They gave for the work of the house of God 5,000 talents and 10,000 darics of gold, 10,000 talents of silver, 18,000 talents of bronze, and 100,000 talents of iron. And whoever had precious stones gave them to the treasury of the house of the Lord in the hand of Jehiel, the Gershonite. Then the people rejoiced, for they had offered willingly because with a loyal heart, they had offered willingly to the Lord. And King David also re rejoiced greatly. Wow, they did not give to the Lord generously with the grudging heart. They rejoiced in giving. They were so happy. They had a loyal heart toward the Lord. 
Verse 10, the Bible says, Therefore David blessed the Lord before all the assembly. And David said, Blessed are you, Lord God of Israel, our Father forever and over. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power and the glory, the victory and the majesty. For all that is in heaven and in earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head over all. King David knows his God very well. He knows that God is the creator of everything. He owns everything and all the prosperity and the blessing, the power, the victory came from the Lord. Therefore, he was generous to God. He knows that when he gave to God, it will never go in vain. He will reap what he sow. He knows that the Lord will take care of him. He trusts God. He had faith in the power of God, in the majesty of God, in the provision of God. People who have faith usually are generous, like King David. Both riches and honor come from you. Not only that, God gives you power and anointing. He can give you riches. He can give you honor. And you reign over all. In your hand is power and might. In your hand it is to make great and to give strength to all. Now therefore, our God, we thank you and praise your glorious name. But who am I? Who are my people that we should be able to offer so willingly as this? For all things come from you. And of your own we have given you. Wow, this is a powerful verse of the scripture. My brother and sister, you need to think this way. Your job right now, your salary, your paycheck, your education, your house, your car, everything that you have in your life come from the Lord. You were born into this world from your mother's womb without anything. You came into this world empty-handed, no even clothes. Then God provided to you through your parents. God gave you education and job all the things that you have for me, my house, my job, my income, my bank account, everything that I have, I know they all came from the Lord. And I want to be generous to my God because my God has been generous to me. For we are aliens, verse 15, and pilgrims before you, as were all our fathers. Our days on earth are as a shadow and without hope. What he tried to say is this, my brothers and sisters, we live on this earth only a temporary period. We cannot even take one penny with us to heaven. One day we are going to leave this world and everything that we have in our name will be given to somebody else. Therefore, we should not be attached to the things of the world, to the money, to the materials, to the car, to the house. We should use all those things for the kingdom of God so we can store up treasures in heaven. So when we go to heaven, we will have a lot of rewards. We are just pilgrims on this earth. We just foreigners on this earth. Our real home is in heaven. Therefore, please use your properties, your materials, your money, your ability, your time for the kingdom of God. Verse 16, O Lord, our God, all this abundance that we have prepared to build your house for your holy name, is from your hand and is all your own. I know also my God, King David tried to say that what I give to you come from you anyway, I give back to you. That you test the heart 
and have pleasure in uprightness. As for me, in the uprightness of my heart, I have willingly offered all these things, and now with joy, I have seen your people who are present here to offer willingly to you, my brother and sister. If you have the upright heart, you know God is your God. You don't love money. You don't love material. Your heart is right up. I like that English word up to heaven, up and right. Your heart is right to the person above you, up high above you. You are willing to give to Him. You are willing to be generous to Him. You give to Him willingly. You don't love money more than God. You don't love material more than God. You love Him. More than God, because your heart is up, right, right up to God. O Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, our fathers, keep this forever in the intent of the thoughts of the heart of your people, and fix their heart toward you. That's my prayer. That I myself and my members in the church will have the uprightness of the heart. Love God with all their heart, with all their soul, with all their mind, and love other people as themselves. They will not love material things. They will be generous to God and generous to people around them, to their family members, to their friends, to people who work around them and work under them and over them. Generous to their leaders because they have faith that God is going to take care of them anyway. They will not lack anything. God will give them abounding grace so that they can have everything that they need more than enough to do every good work. Let us have the generous of the heart, the generosity here. Have faith, believe that God is our provider. God will take care of us. Amen. Let us ask God to fill our heart with the uprightness and generosity that come from heaven together. Let's pray, Father. We thank you so much, Lord. You show us in the scripture here the life of Abraham, the life of Joseph, and the life of King David, the men of faith, the men after God's own heart, the friend of God who had a heart of faith and generosity. Father, I pray that your people in this generation will have strong faith in you, will know who you are. You are their master. You are their provider. You are their source. They don't have to worry. God, you can bless them, and they will have the big heart like King David, Joseph, and Abraham, and they will be generous to their church, to people around them, and they will love you, and they will experience the grace and the power of the Almighty. Oh Lord. Help us, Lord, not to love money more than you. Help us to love you more than anything in this world. Give us more faith by your Holy Spirit. Pour your love into our heart, so that we can be the generous giver. And we claim your promise, Lord, in the Bible: that generous will be made rich by your hand, Lord. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope that this teaching really encourages you to be. Generous believers, may the Lord bless you. Thank you so much for listening to the Word of God, and I believe that you will respond to the Word and you become a doer of the Word of God, and you shall experience the powerful grace of God in your life. Let God look down from heaven and say, 
Wow, you are a man and a woman after God's own heart, and God put His hand over you and bless you and use you and anoint you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much. God bless you. See you in the next teaching. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty. Thank you.